The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. Tonight I want to share with you a story, my story, that we were zeichet to. There's lots of lessons in it, and I have to offer a thanks to Hashem. And when it comes to getting married, and marrying off your children, you have to have bitachin Hashem, only bitachin Hashem, and you have nothing to be concerned about. One of the biggest fears that most people have when they do a shidduch, for their daughter especially, and the, the big phone call comes in from the shadchan or from the other side, so what are you offering? And the guy starts to tremble, and he says, my teeth are chattering. Uh, that's my answer. Some people are so desperate, they say a number, even though they know they're never going to pay it. But they're desperate to marry their daughter, so they say that. So my story begins, Hashem read us a shidduch. It was a shidduch that I had no doubt was min ha-shamayim. Because my son learned in a very good yeshiva at that time. And I'd asked him a few years before that, who's the best bacher in that good yeshiva? And he told me a name. My wife asked me at the time, what difference does that make to you? You know what about that yeshiva? I said, I don't know why I'm asking the question. But Hashem is putting that question in my mouth. There must be a reason. I don't have an answer for you. So he got back to me. He told me the best bacher is named so-and-so. I said, really? Go ask him if his father is named Yitzchak. Because when I was a young man, young boy, I had a friend. We were two Vildachayas. <laughs> Yitzchak, he was a drop older than me, a couple, maybe a year older than me. And I wonder, he had to take of his son. Comes back to me a couple of days later. He says, yeah, it's Yitzchak. I said, wow. Anyway, three years later, let's skip ahead forward, fast forward, the, the movie three, uh, three years forward. One day, I get a call from somebody. I would like to suggest a shidduch for you. So what's the boy's name? He said, his name is so-and-so. I said, is he him? He said, yes. My answer is yes. Not only that, it's my shidduch. No, no, I'm just making a suggestion. Don't jump ahead of yourself. I said, there's no suffix by me. This is my shidduch. He says, how could you possibly know that? I said, because three years ago, Hashem put in my mouth a question to ask, who is the best bacher in that yeshiva? And the answer came up, this bacher. My wife asked me then, why are you asking that question? I said, I don't know. But now I know. The achshav, yeturitzli, sheila anal. Now it's answered to me. Because that is my shirach. I said, thank you, Hashem. My wife said, yeah, maybe you calm down a little bit, you know, because Shidduchim world doesn't work like that. I said, by me, it works like that. This is my Shidduch. And then we made up to go to New York, bring my daughter to New York to meet this young man. Meanwhile, I heard that the boy's the young man's father is going to Eretz Yisrael the day we're supposed to meet. So I called him on the phone. I said, Yitzchak, how you doing? I've spoken to you 20 years, 25 years. 
How you doing, my friend? Are we still making shtick? What, 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 what are we doing? <laughs> I said, Yitzchak, I heard you're going to Eretz Don't go to Eretz So why not? I said, this is the shirach. This shirach. If you go to Eretz you're going to miss the shirach. He said, you're so sure? I said, I know Suffolk by me. No Suffolk. So we hung up the phone. I said, I have to, ain't ain't Chanel, came out here and I have to give you the warning. So I gave him the warning. We met the young man Sunday night. We were sold. And Monday morning, it was basically a done deal. So he came back, the father came back, we sat down. Father came here, we made a vert. And the father said, we have to talk. The things you discuss under four eyes. I said, uh-oh, is it coming? Now, what had happened was, a couple of years before that story episode, all the money that I had saved for 20 years, Hashem relieved me of. Every single penny, hundreds of thousands, flush down the toilet. It went down so fast, didn't even stop up the toilets. I couldn't call the plumber to dig it out. It went down there and it was ended up in the Gulf of Mexico within a couple of days. Goodbye. So, we sat down in the other room. The man says to me, no, I want my son to steig. I said, I want him to steig too. Say no, Tishtai, you have to have Pranasa, you have to take away the, the oil of Pranasa. He said, I know. He said, I'm asking you for a hundred G's cash for starters. A hundred thousand dollars for starters. I looked at him. I said, I have no problem with that. You'll have the money. He says to me, no, 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 you don't understand me. I don't want the Muna checks. I don't want Bitochen checks. I want C-O-T. Cash often tish. He said, and it's got to be delivered before the chuppah. I'm not going to the chuppah without the cash. So I had purchased, Hashem arranged for a cousin of my wife to drive me crazy a couple of years before that to buy life insurance policies for my daughter from Switzerland. Now those life insurance policies were policies only till the age of 25. It means if the parent died before 25, they pay out the policy. If the child died before 25, they pay out the policy. But in Switzerland, there was unheard of almost, there was almost this chance of dying as great as getting married before 25. So if your daughter got married before 25, or your son, whoever you made the thing for, they paid out the policy. So every Yid and his cousin was buying policies. <laughs> I was sure this was some kind of a scam. It wasn't. I looked into it. It sounded sound legit. The company in Switzerland was the company that insures New York life. Chash for company. So I figured, okay, I'm going to buy insurance policy. But I only bought a policy. I could only afford them. I bought a bunch of my kids. So I bought a policy for $40,000. The more you bought, the more you had to pay in every month. And the less you bought, I was able to do that at forty grand. So I told them, forty grand is a life insurance policy. 
I can't give it to you before the wedding because they only pay it after the wedding transpired and you could send in the facts that it was married. Kitzer said, that's fine. Let me see the policy. I showed him the policy. It was happy. Now, I said, he said, what are we setting the wedding for? The wedding was set for like five weeks from that date. I said, we fit that. We understand each other clearly. By five weeks, you're going to bring me 60 grand cash. I said, absolutely. In my wife under the table. <laughs> was practicing her foot stroke <laughs> on my foot. And I'm smiling. I'm putting on that poker face. No problem. It's happening. So the man walks out of the room. And my wife turns to me, what's wrong with you? What is wrong with you? You think he was joking? He wasn't making one of your jokes. <laughs> he was dead serious. He's not going to the house. And without the money. I said, the money's going to be there. Oh, I said, are you going collecting? I said, no, absolutely not. I said, how are you going to have that money? I said, the same one who brought me the shirach will bring me the money. I said, did I go looking for the shirach? Was this shidduch sent in on a silver platter to us from Hashem? Yeah, beyond any shadow of a doubt, right? Do you think that Hashem did not know that that fellow was going to ask me for a hundred grand? So, what's the suffix? I had no doubt in the world that Hashem was going to send me that money. To me, it was never pushing. I told my wife, it's not your worry. Do me one favor. It's going to be challenging for me to work on Bitochen. And I have to get into the zone where I'm completely calm and completely confident the money's going to come. And I don't want you to weaken my results. Don't ask me every day how much you have now, how much you have this minute, how much you have next minute. The answer is zero. Don't talk to me about it. It's okay. I mean, she made a rise. She said, yeah, I, hope you, I hope you know what you're doing. Anyway, I worked on my bitachin. Didn't make any calls. Didn't make any... What I'm so called, collecting money. About two weeks before the wedding, we traveled to New York to make some purchases for the wedding. So on the way home, I was driving, and going on the highway... And my wife turns to me and she says, I don't mean to put pressure, but can I ask, where are we holding? Are we holding anywhere in the 60 grand? So I'm driving the car and I say like this, sure we're holding. So where? I said like this. <laughs> so she said, is that with the fingers or without the fingers? I said, just the donut. All you get is the donut. She said, do you realize, she says, it's less than two weeks to the chasana, and the money's got to be there. I said, two weeks is a very long time. What are you worried about? You think Hashem can't produce 60 grand in two weeks? Well, I can't say I was 100% certain about that, but I, I knew Hashem could produce it. But I knew Hashem made this shidduch. So it had to be that Hashem knows what's going to be. Now, a lot of people hear this story, they get upset at the other guy. Don't get upset. The guy could ask for a million dollars. 
It was all in the cards that Hashem had prepared the money before it. Nothing wrong if he wanted a son to grow, grow up to be a big Tamachach, which he did. The kids, sir, I came home from the trip. She said, do I prepare for the chasna? Do I not prepare for the chasna? Should I expect that in two weeks we're going to be standing under the chuppah? I said, I don't know if you're going to be there, but I surely am going to be there. My daughter, I'm going to be standing under the chuppah. So, we came home from the trip. I started to, it sort of started to work on me. You know, you're a fool, you know. You're making this whole bitachim thing here. You're going to end up with an egg on your face. And I said to myself, what do I shake there? I believe it. I know it's from Hashem. There's no suffix. That guy didn't come up with that number. Came home, and there was mail from a long weekend. I took all the mail, put it in the kitchen, I sit down, and I start going through the mail. Finally, get one big envelope, little window. This is Rabbi Israel Brad. I open it up, look inside, $20,000. Oh, it's a nice start. It had a, a stub. So I pick up the stub, I just look underneath, I see another check, $20,000. I pick up that stub, one more check, Rabbi Israel Brad, $20,000. Honey, we got the money. My wife said, where's it from? I said, straight from Hashem. I said, what do you mean? I said, it's in the mail. She comes over, she looks at it. These fake checks, these real checks. Maybe someone trying to make a joke with you. I said, no. It never happened before. We never needed it before. But it came now. 60 big ones. I called Mama Chutnab. I said, Yitzchak, I have the money. I don't want to even deposit it. I'm just going to sign them over. I'm going to fold you the checks. And we're ready to dance. So my wife asked me, who sent you the money? I said, I don't know. And I don't care. I know it's Hashem. That's all I know. But I was curious also. So I made one phone call to Lakewood, to a company that I knew that had that name. And I called company Lakewood. The guy gets on the phone, the boss. I said, did you send me checks, 20 grand? He said, no. I said, well, he says, what bank is it drawn on? I told him, I don't bank in that bank. He said, can you have an idea who it is? He said, there's eight companies with a similar name in Lakewood. I said, oh, boy. I said, you know what? I don't even care. After my kid gets married, maybe I'll have a day or two for the Sheva brothers. I'll worry about it then. So, went to the Chasana. Big smiles, the Lebedic Chasana, wonderful Chasana was. New York, it was Ayudim Aysari Besimcha Besasarika. After the Chasana, I started looking at the phone book, and I made a couple of appointments by companies that had the same name. I finally ended up in a company down the nine, a beautiful building, brand new building. I come upstairs, I go into the office, and the secretary happened to be a daughter of a Talmud of mine. She said, I saw you, at, you were coming today, I'm wondering, what, you, what, what are you doing here? So I'm coming to talk to your boss. Okay, I go into the boss, I said, do you know who I am? He says, yes. I said, would you send me 60 grand? He said, absolutely not. I said, do you draw money on this in this bank? He said, yes. 
said, I think you may have sent me the money, but don't even ask for it back because it's gone. <laughs> it's history already. There's nothing to discuss. He starts to make his brow like this. He says, what the nomination was? I said, 20, 20, 20. He says, oh, you the guy I sent it to? Like two and a half weeks ago, right? Just recent. I said, yeah. I said, you want to tell me what happened? Why you sent it? You put my name on it. It wasn't a different name. So I'll tell you, so you see we moved into this new place? I decided to get rid of all my, my paper files, put everything on the computer. And I pull out a little um, the thing called folder from the, from the thing, and I open it up and I said, oh, I forgot totally about this. Four years prior to that, I had made an investment with one of your tummy. And the guy said to me, when you, you take out money, Send my chalik to my Rebbe. And he wrote my address, 2460 Bishop Road. I hope everybody's listening. <laughs> Wycliffe, Wycliffe, Ohio, 44092. You like big ones? And I told the guy, I'll take care of it. I forgot totally about it. That day I'm taking my finger out. I'm really going, oh gosh, what am I going to do with this? I make a phone call. Right in the morning, I made a phone call. And I realized I definitely owed money on this. So I wrote out a check for 20 grand. A couple hours later, I made another phone call. In the last couple hours, the thing went up a little bit. I said, to school, you got to write another 20 grand. And before I left, I called again. And I wrote another check out for 20 grand. I said, so why'd you stop? I said, you keep going. Yeah, you didn't have me complaining. I told the guy, you know, Terrence says, that's as much as Hashem had for me. That was it. And the money was there. And it's Mavzal al Harayim. I slept good. I knew Hashem was giving me big bucks. I knew we were going to have a beautiful wedding. His father put the money to good use, Baruch Hashem, invested it for them so they could continue living in Eretz Israel. And to this day, they're in Eretz Yisrael, still a wonderful family. Ah, Haidul Hashem Kitaiv, Kila Eilam Chastai. So every time you marry a child of, if you think it's you, you're going to have to go scrambling. You're going to have to go collecting. You're knocking on doors. But if you know it's Hashem, Hashem says, sit back and leave the driving to me. And if you don't get in Hashem's way, Hashem knows where to find you. Hashem knows how to direct whatever's yours to you. And then you'll end up living happily ever after. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.